Hi, and welcome to another episode of What the Future podcast, brought to you by Future Leaders Mentoring. Again, this week, we're talking about mental health. This is our fourth week in a five-part series where we get into the detail with experts both lived and taught. In this episode, we discuss stress. This week, we welcome back our resident expert, Mike Ring. Hi, Mike. Hi, Ian. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, thanks. I'm good. Looking forward to this one. Um, so a bit different this week. Obviously, it's just the two of us. Um, I just thought that given the topic, uh, it'd be a good opportunity to really get into it between us both. Brilliant. Great. Um, so I, as as I always ask you, you know, with the, with the mental health conversations, um, is it sort of start off with a bit of a definition, a bit of a starting point of, you know, what is stress? So talk to me, Mike, about what is stress from your perspective and, and how do you recognize it? Well, this is this is a big one because when people talk about stress, if you uh, looked at the sort of the medical websites on what is stress, it is very hard to come up with a definitive sort of definition of what stress oh, okay. is. Yeah. So, how would you describe stress again? Well, you know, if I said to you what stress, what would what would you describe it as? Um, I guess I would see it as a as a negative energy, actually. Um, I'd, I'd see it sort of manifesting itself in, in maybe uh, from a personal point of view. I'd be I'd be sweating. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'd, I'd feel uh, I couldn't think straight. Yeah. Um, I'd probably feel a little bit more um, short in my answers, um, yeah. and I'd, I'd probably go to sort of um, comforting things. So as far as my my skill set is concerned, um, so I'm quite a quite an ideas person. Um, yeah. So I might kind of if something wasn't working, I might sort of dive in with loads of ideas to see if I could turn things around, um, which yeah. might not be the right answer. So I, I certainly wouldn't be thinking clearly. Yeah, yeah, and it's interesting you you went straight into that negative. And I think this is where the argument comes because stress also has its sort of positive sides. Okay. Because if you think of, say, for example, you someone's got a job promotion, just got a new job. Yeah. Got this new job. Excellent. I'm really excited. However, with this new job now, they're going to come some added pressures. And it's a thing called we call eustress, euphoric stress. So all of a sudden, okay, I'm, I've, I've got to manage the timetable. I've got to manage... M- a budget. I got to manage who covers me when I'm off. Yeah. And all of a sudden, these are added stresses. But are they really negative? Or for a better one in the social context would be, I'm about to get married. So you're going you know, to get married, going to organize the wedding dress, the reception, who sits next to Uncle John, you know, who sits yeah. next to Uncle Bill. Yeah, and it's, it's, it's stress. Mm. But it's uh, a positive way. And I think when we look at stress, we, you know, there's, there's the negative side and there's the positive side. Now, in the United Kingdom, the health and safety executive, they've come out with a definition of stress. But this is more within regards to the work environment. Their definition would be stress is the adverse reaction people have to excessive pressure or other types of demand placed on them. So if you think you've just taken a new job <clears throat> today, 
And your job description is two sheets of an A4 sheet. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. That's your job description. Now, as we know, work is organic, right? This time next year, you could have five sheets. <laughs> yes. Well, now, are you having an adverse reaction to any of that pressure, excessive pressure on you? And is that sort of showing that, hang on, you're a little bit stressed here. So when we look at stress, we need to think, okay, it's good and it's bad. And how we deal with it, you know, the good stress and the bad stress. But not only does it have an effect on us mentally, it has a physical effect on us. Mm. And this is the thing people forget about. It has a physiological effect on you. So when you're stressed, how do you feel when you're stressed? Um, I feel, I definitely feel warmer. Um, yeah. uh, I, I definitely sweat. Um, I, I kind of, sometimes I feel a bit confused as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm not uh, just going back to that sort of thinking clearly thing. So I, I feel like I'm not able to think in the same way or always be, be in the right sort of flow on my thinking. Yeah. Yeah. Because what happens when we are stressed is we have a change in our sort of body, our physiological change. So say, for example, now that I'm going to run across, now the ice cream man's there, and I need to run across to get my daily 99. As I'm halfway across the road, I look up, and there's a big Owens articulated lorry on its way down to me. Straight away, like that, my body will react. Yeah. My adrenal gland will check with loads of adrenaline, because all of a sudden it's thinking, hang on, we need to get here quick. So... My heart rate will go up, my respiratory rate will go up, my blood pressure will go up because I need to get that energy. Of course, if I'm going to burn energy, I need energy. So I also check out cortisol. So my blood sugar level goes up. Right. Brilliant. Once I get across the roads, happy days, I've got my 99. Yeah. Right. So I'm, I'm there, I'm sorted. It start, it's got to start to come down. It mm. has to start to come down. It takes an average of about 60 to 90 minutes after a very stressful situation for your sort of, you come back to homeostasis. That's yeah. normal. Yeah. And I think the best example I've got of this is not so long ago, I think it was year last January, me and my wife were down on the beach in Clearly. We'd gone for a walk. We were in a deep discussion, otherwise known as an argument. <laughs> and we had got onto the sandbank. We turned around and came back. And all of a sudden, the tide had come in behind us. And we thought, oh, this is a bit <laughs> worrying. Now, we knew that it would be stupid to go into the water to try and wade across because the current was coming in. It was January. It was freezing cold. Yeah. So we contacted this coast guard. Now, they're only up the coast in Barryport. But I could see the, the water closing in on us. And it was a matter of, OK, I know what's happening. Control your breathing. <laughs> anyway, we were rescued. Brilliant. And it was an hour after that, I could eventually feel myself coming down. Wow. Eventually. And I think that's important that you sort of understand, feel your body. Because if you are sitting at your desk and you've got a heart rate of 140, 150 beats per minute, your respiratory rate is 25 and above, your blood pressure is 150 and above, your body thinks it's doing a marathon. When yes. in fact, you're just sitting at your desk. Yeah. So yes. you can understand then how people can feel exhausted. Yes, definitely. And do you know, so so um, so I've got a smartwatch on, 
Yeah. My wife's got a smartwatch as well. Um, and quite often it'll tell you if you're highly stressed. Yes. Um, what do, I mean, do, do you think that's a, that's a good use of technology where it's kind of talking to you about that? Or do you think it's, do you think it's a bit invasive? I think it's really good technology because one of the reports about more people are getting unhealthier by sitting at desks because we forget to get up. <laughs> we, we, we sit down here. Uh, my Apple Watch says, stand up. Yes. You know, you, you know yourself. You sit there, you're involved, you're engrossing some work, and you yeah. get in somewhere and you think, I know I should be getting up, but oh, put in pause. And you carry on. But that's not healthy. Mm. That really isn't healthy. And especially if you are at that stress level, because we have to control our stress. Yes. It's really important that we control our stress. And we need to think of the signs. Now, there are sort of some signs to how we are when we are stressed. So all of a sudden, those physical signs. So you could have headaches, like you said earlier, sweating, feeling very hot, uh, dry mouth, sort of breath. Then you've got the sort of mental signs where you start to worry about things in the past. You know, am I going to hit this deadline? You know, you feel irritable. You've got racing thoughts. You can't make a decision. I'm not be feeling, I've done that. I've come into work. I've had so much to do. I found myself sitting down reading the newspaper about the rugby in the weekend because I didn't know where to start. Yes. And then you've got the behaviour, how it changes your behaviour. So behaviour could change. All of a sudden you could be, become really introverted not wanting to talk to anybody hmm. or on the complete opposite, perhaps you become so irritable that you've always been quite a timid person and you're shouting at people. So there's all these different types of effects. And one way we can reduce stress, and I, I love this explanation, your pituitary gland, okay? That produces oxytocin, that can reduce stress. The easiest way to reduce stress we, you, by utilizing oxytocin is to give somebody a cuddle. If you give wow. somebody you care for, right, a cutch, yeah. right, longer than 20 seconds, all of a sudden you will start to produce oxytocin. Now, it doesn't have to be, you know, your wife or your partner. It can yeah. also be your children. It can yeah. even be your pets. Because when you produce oxytocin, you play with your, uh, your pet. They'll also produce oxytocin because you notice over they calm down. Wow. That's incredible. So, it's, it's a love hormone. And in fact, if you are at the Principality Stadium, there'll be a surge of oxytocin from the whole stadium when you're singing the national anthem because that's what we produce. And when you see the passion, the, the people's crying, that's the oxytocin. Blimey. And it's all excitement. And uh, yeah, so, so give someone a hug. Wow. Okay. I will, I'll definitely do that next time. Thank you, Mike. Um, so just sort of moving on then from what, what it is and what it isn't and, and how to recognize it. Um, I just wonder when you think about the, the sort of the physical effects of, of, men, of, of stress, you know, can that, can that lead to other mental health conditions? Can you, can you go from being stressed to then, you know, get, you know, being depressed or even, uh, you know, bipolar or, or BPD? Did, did, is there a natural progression from one thing to the other or are they all different things? There's, um, 
when it comes to leading from stress into sort of depression, anxiety, that we, there is evidence to show that there is a progression. When we look at sort of bipolar and PPD, it can stress can trigger those conditions, but there is no sort of direct link between right. the two. And when it comes to sort of the causes of bipolar and PPD, they are still unknown and we're still looking at the sort of biological differences and genetics. However, when it comes to depression and anxiety, there is that sort of link between stress and then going down that path into some form of depression or anxiety. Or in fact, there's a clinical condition known as low, low mood, which is like a, a precursor to um, uh, depression. And it's recognized but stress per se, isn't classed as a, as a clinical illness. It's, you know, it not? It, no, it's not. Even though you may see sort of <laughs> on a sick paper, if you recommend take two weeks off with stress, yeah. it is not classed as a clinical uh, mental health condition because, like I said, we still can't get that definition right of it being good or bad. Yes. Wow. Okay. Um, and just obviously you mentioned earlier having a kutch or for our sort of non-Welsh listeners, a, a cuddle um, yeah. that could help. Uh, so clearly that's one thing we can do. But in, in your opinion, is, is stress a, a manageable thing? And, and, and if so, what other things can we, can we do to sort of move ourselves away from a negative stressful point into a bit more of a balanced position? I think the first thing you should do is recognise listen to your own body, listen to yourself. Yeah. And I think when we start to listen to ourselves, we do something about it straight away. I think we get into a habit of, oh, I'm really stressed here, but we'll just keep on going. And sometimes we need to say, hang on, let's, let's stop. We need to stop. Or the thought of thriving under stress. Do you think you thrive under stress, Ian, or what are your thoughts on it? Um... You know, I'm I'm not, I'm not sure that I thrive under it. Um, I think I think it, it, it goes back to the original point as to the types of stress. Maybe um, <clears throat> I I certainly I, I recognise when I'm under stress, I can go into a bit of a hole. I can sort of um, repeat the same uh, mistakes over again. I can make the wrong decisions. Um, I suppose where I think I thrive sometimes is, is, a, is a tough deadline, for instance. Um, so, so if I'm under stress in certain circumstances, you would never get the best out of me. and I would never be able to give you the best version of me. But if yeah. you were to say, hey, and we've got this huge challenge, we don't think it's possible. What do you think? Well, wow, I'm in, you know, that's, <laughs> that's a bit of me. Um, and and I, I could, I'm all for proving you wrong there. Um, and, I, and I've got all of my available faculties and, and I can pull on all my skills. I can pull on my network and I can get things gathered around. Um, so maybe in, in that instance, I'm absolutely thriving under the stress, but, but, but I'm not necessarily seeing it as stressful and therefore yeah. I'm, I'm not feeling it in the same way. Yeah, that's that, yeah, that's really interesting. We've not seen it as stressful because there's a there's a study, let's see, done by the University of Wisconsin Madison. 
And it was back in 2012. And over 28,000 people were part of this study where they were asked questions regarding perceiving stress in their life. And the results were brilliant. What the study found that having a lot of stress in your life was not linked with premature death. Oh, wow. Okay. But having a lot of stress in your life and believing it was taking a toll on your health increased the risk of premature death by 43%. Crikey. So having the stress one so bad, it was your sort of subjective definition. I thought this is going to affect my health. Mm. You said you, you, seem to, you seem to thrive on it. Wow. I mean, 43%, that's, you know, that, that's, that's not like a, a, a single-digit number, is it? That's, that's incredible impact. A very significant number. So, really, so it's all the, the way you sort of uh, look at it. You know, I'm going to look at the stress in a negative way. Mm-hmm. Or I could look at this death stress as a positive way. Yeah. Uh, push myself through it and good's going to come out of it. Yes. Because there was a, there's a great book back written in 2015. I've, it was called Performing Under Pressure, The Science of Doing Your Best When It Matters. Uh, two guys, Henry Wein, Henry Weisinger and Paul and Fry. And they looked at the difference between regular people and ultra successful people is not in the latter group thrives under pressure, it's that they're better able to mitigate its negative effects. Mm. So again, it just feeds back into that study. It's how, again, how you look at it. Yes. Wow. So, so imagine then I'm, I'm, I'm in the, I'm in the, the stressful situation that I'm, I'm recognizing it in stress. I've woken up in the morning, I'm feeling uncomfortable about a situation I'm in, either personal life or, or work life. And I'm, and I'm in the shower, I'm, I'm catching my breath a little bit and I'm feeling uncomfortable about where I'm going. My mind is racing. What, what, what are the things I can do, you know, when I get out of the shower and dress, how, how can I get my day back on track from, the, from that point then, Mike? Right, so if you've got a lot of things going on in your mind and you're worrying about a lot of things, one of the things I... I did a course not long ago with a psychiatrist in India, and she taught me this, this wonderful trick she does with her clients. She gets them to write on a piece of paper everything that they are stressed about, and they'll write this list out. And then she'll give them another piece of paper, two columns. Okay, write on the left col- column things that you are in control of, on the right column things that you're not in control of. So she takes the, the piece of paper, she looks at the things that you're in control of, and the things you're not in control of, she rips apart and then just hands in the piece of the right. What can we do about those? Because sometimes we do sort of worry about things that we have no control over at all. Mm. The other trick she talked about is writing a stress diary. Because okay. your Monday stress could be totally different to your Friday afternoon stress. Yes. So sort of realizing, okay, where, where am I going wrong here? Another a good thing to look at is your diet, a healthy diet, 80% of the serotonin that we, our brain needs is made in our gut. So if we are eating a healthy diet, we are feeding the brain good nutrients. Okay. That's really important. Other things we need to look at is making time for yourself and socializing. Mm-hmm. 
you know and yeah. I, when i say making time for yourself it's all about <laughs> for you sitting down in a room for you doing something that you want to do just by yourself yes you know, not the, taking the dog for a walk or putting the bins out <laughs> things like that and one thing we should all be looking at is avoiding unhealthy habits and I think you know I've been caught up in this you have a really busy day in work and you come home I tell I'll have a couple of glasses of wine yeah and then okay it doesn't take the stress away <laughs> stress is still there it just numbs it yes and Things like that. And then the final one I, I like to talk about is gratefulness diary. Have, have you ever heard of a gratefulness diary? Do you know, I, I'm, I'm sure we, we talked about this in, in one of our earlier podcasts with, with somebody else, actually, a, a gratefulness diary. But but yeah, tell me a bit more, Mike. Yeah, so just a diary for one month. Uh, that you can download the diary off the Mind website, you know, and you need to put in it three things that you're grateful for every day. Yeah. The three things must be totally different. So the first day would be, you know, normally your partner, your parents, you get the three straight up there. Next day could be the children. But by the second, third week, you are, your brain is actively looking for things to be grateful for. And okay. my daughter did it not long ago, and she was, she was grateful for the bumblebee flying around the garden. <laughs> You are, and there's a great um, TED talk by uh, Sean Anker okay. on the positives in life, because we can, we focus too much on the brown stuff in life rather than yes. the good stuff. Yes, yeah, I think you're right. Um, and so I've got a, an app on my phone called Success Wiz, um, and that's about developing daily behaviours and rewarding yourself. But it also at the end of every day asks you to reflect on what you are grateful for so again it just kind of reinforces those behaviors and 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 and, and as I say going from it being a something you do in an app just to something that you think about um yeah. and and i just i guess summarizing your advice then there's a really good balance there between things you can do immediately so once you're feeling it but also things you can do to make sure you you find yourself in that situation less and less and I, I like the idea of because I've always talked about um you know only control the controllables yes. you know what you can control great other other than that well you know what what can you do about it um right. so I like I like the idea of writing that down so I suppose in the moment sort of you feel you, you probably feel like you're doing something so that's that's always good isn't it yes. Yes. writing Writing lists, that's also good. So you're focusing and you're, you're hopefully drawing yourself away from the stress. You then have your list and you have your piece of paper. And then there's there's clearly something symbolic in, in ripping up the stuff that you can't do anything with and throwing it away. Yeah. I mean, looking yeah. at this, this other list then and kind of going, oh, well, so yeah, I can do something about that and I will do something about that. And then hopefully by the end of that exercise, you are indeed you know, on, on the downward trend of that, of that stress thing, because you're doing something and you've, you focus your mind a bit and you brought yourself around. And, and that sounds like a really great bit of advice. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it, it is, it, it does work. I, try, I do try it myself quite a bit. So it's, it is very good. Mm, yes. Um, so just bringing things around then to a, to a close for this week, Mike. Um, 
as we've said many times, you know, you, you work across multiple industries in, in lots of different businesses, but also, you know, sporting environments and, and, and lots of diff- and lots of different cultures as well. Um, what what do you think the, the best places are doing to help their people, whether it be a, a sports club or whether it be, you know, a, a medical business or the NHS or, or the other businesses you work with? What are, the, what are the best people doing to help with stress? I think they, they, they finally understand in that workload probably is that number one causation of stress. You know, work is good for us. You know, work is very good, very healthy for our physical and our mental health. The problem becomes when that workload is too much. So we need that sort of balance between work and home life. And if we can get that balance right, not only are we going to get feel better for the employee, but the employee is going to be much more productive. It's very important to get that balanced workload right. A lot of the companies now, which is quite surprising, they're allowing flexi time and remote work in. <laughs> so it's a shock what COVID has caused yeah. to allow yeah. this. You know, because yeah. do you enjoy remote working? Do you feel more relaxed? Um, you know, there, there were times when I did. Um, so, so my my personality type. Um, so, I, I definitely get more from being part of a group and being involved in something than I do when I'm stuck on my own. Um, so, so certainly for me, um, in those early days of lockdown that added to my stress. Um, so it's an interesting one. Um, but I guess, I guess having the choice and the flexibility. So, so if you said to me, Hey, and we have an office space for you, or you can work from home or you can do a bit of both. Um, then I I think I'd like that. Um, so, so days where I wanted to take the kids into school or pick them up or, or felt that I wasn't I wasn't connecting with them as much as I'd like to then great I can I can do that uh, well if I had other plans um, but I suppose you know working from home sometimes it can feel like you're living in work rather than working from home yeah yeah definitely so yeah and I think as a leader you you know we need to lead by example as well mm. Some we mentioned last week on last week's podcast, but you know, leading by example. So if you show, you know, if the leader doesn't send emails out at half past nine at night, yes, okay, I shouldn't be doing it. You know, it's a lock on. Okay, all work has to be done between the hours of work. I don't expect anybody to be sending emails at half past six, seven, eight o'clock in the evening, which takes an impact on your family life. Yes. And looking at that work-life balance. Yes, definitely. And, and that's, that's become a lot more prevalent because obviously it's no longer just emails. It's, it's Slack, it's Teams, it's all these other things, the instant messaging and WhatsApp groups that you become part of from a work perspective. And it's so easy to respond to them. And you're sat, you're sat watching telly or you're sat spending time with the family and you've got your phone anyway, and it's easy yes. to respond. So you feel... You don't initially feel it's impacting, but but actually over time it can do. And quite often my wife looks across to me and she says, what, what, what's going on? What's, <laughs> what's going on with your face? Because it looks like I'm angry, but I'm, I'm thinking. And I'm, yeah. and I'm responding to something and I'm thinking because it might be a quite a complicated question, but I'm thinking yeah. it through. But it, it clearly I'm, I'm looking like I'm angry. 
Yes, and and it is easily done because, and in the way then, if we sort of answer emails and text messages when we have time with our loved ones, that has an impact on our relationship with our loved ones, with our children, our partners. And I think it's important that we, you know, invest in our families yeah. and not just in business. And the thing is, you know, we, we, we all work with people who are our friends as well. Mm. You see your friend and if your friend mentions work and, you know, it's, it's very hard then to say, I'm not going to answer that because it's work. <laughs> Yes. So it's that balance, isn't there? It is, definitely. <clears throat> so, Mike, um, we're, we're at the end of today's podcast. Um, really enjoyed today's chat, actually. A bit more intimate, just just me and you chatting, chatting away. And I, I loved how you kind of put me on the spot a bit more and, and got, got a bit more out of me. It felt, felt a bit more like it was a, a one-to-one coaching session from you to me today. So thank you for that. Um, especially as it was for free. <laughs> so, um, so, so thanks again Mike um, and uh, to our listeners if you want to hear more from us um, and something I say every week you can subscribe to us on Spotify and Apple Music and to stay up to date with our other content you can follow us on LinkedIn and of course if you want to become a mentor um, through Future Leaders um, you can go to our website futureleadersmentoring.com and click on the tap, uh, sorry, tap to join us button, um, and we'll be back in touch with you. So until next time, um, thanks for listening. And I'm sure you took quite a bit from what Mike said today. And I know I did. Uh, the next time I get out of the shower, uh, uh, building up for a stressful day, I know exactly what I'm going to be doing. So thanks again, Mike. And um, thanks for everybody for listening. Yeah. Thank you.